0: From the backwoods and the swamp waters of the Sunshine State and all across America and the world, this is the Big and Wild Outdoors.
1: Hour number two, here we go, the big and wild outdoors, spring gun, Vince Noble. Bill George is back from his uh, adventures out in out in Hawaii. I guess we should start off by asking you how are things going uh, at Turkey Camp? Are you guys in the uh, full slaughter mode or uh, are you being snuffed this year? What's oh, no. what's the deal?
2: No, no, no. Very good year. I haven't I tried to get them to send me a picture of the board i i started a roster kite like board i took a dry race board out there so people who were visitors or or hunters could put their name on the board and then we put whether or not y- you know you killed a florida turkey or not and uh, i want to say we're probably up to about 20 20 birds of which five of them came off of private land the rest are all off of public wma land that's
1: nice that's good to hear man it really is
2: so we we're doing uh pretty good i know i uh, have a couple buddies who limited out in in green swamp and wma so we're we're we're, we're rocking them
1: how many bodies do you have living out there at this uh, current moment <laughs> out there underneath the Tense. how many square feet of tent are well, you underneath uh, 2,500
2: the- square feet or so of tent Two thousand square foot under awning, uh-huh. out there we have, all, of course, two hundred of that is, is, uh, you know, kitchen facilities. Kitchen, kitchen facilities. Yeah. So, but uh, we we turn the, around. Probably have about fourteen people out there now. Did
3: I see portable AC units too in that picture?
2: No, no portable <laughs> AC units. <laughs> <laughs> we do. Yeah. We do often have fans that run. You know. Just to
3: keep
1: the bugs moving around a little bit. Sure. But
2: one of the one of the fun things at Camp once again is the bug assault gun.
1: Very good, very humorous, very entertaining. Oh
2: my gosh, yeah.
1: My kids loved it, and if for a bunch of adult grown men sitting around with them, you will reduce the fly population quite rapidly with one (laughs) of those things.
3: And then it turns into a competition.
1: <clears throat> not really i mean uh we shot ourselves here in the studio with yeah. the thing i mean it was about from me to bill george when he you know shot him in the hand and he shot me in the hand from the distance yeah. it was, you could feel the little sting in your hands yeah. but uh nothing major i'll uh,
3: say in competition to getting rid of the flies not shooting each other yeah but then you can't, <laughs> you can't
1: it's kind of hard to retrieve your trophy after you've uh blasted him with a Salt shotgun, you know, at uh, close range. Was so, there any,
3: like, brown liquid involved I, in that? That
1: usually goes, you know, he's there one second, and then blink, it's gone. It's been <laughs> erased. It's like, click. Okay, it was there, and now he's with Jesus. It's all good. <laughs> wow.
2: No, we, we've had a good time out there. We had a nice seafood gumbo the other day. Last night, I didn't quite make it there. I was picking up some gator meat, and they had bear stew last night, but... Uh, what, Sunday, we probably cooked 35, one-inch thick, either uh, ribeyes or uh, New York strips. Yeah. We, we we had a combination. My buddy bought $460 worth of steaks, and we only used about half of them. <laughs> now you know where he's getting that little bit of a belly from.
1: I, I, I don't you got to remember, he, he, Listen, came back, he came back from Hawaii after feasting and uh, Honolulu drinks out there, and then... Uh, Comes here and goes to turkey camp. and He's feasting on gumbo, steaks, now fried fish, fresh turkey. We do not
2: lose weight in turkey season. <laughs> of course not. We eat well at camp.
3: <laughs> Apparently so, because you're not wearing your typical Bill George shirt, Bill. Had
1: to get with the double X on a Saturday morning. <laughs> so. But that's cool. Now, how much longer is the Turkey Camp Fiasco Entertainment Committee going to be happening out there?
3: We'll, we'll have a couple more weeks of it. Is there live music? I mean, is there a happy hour? What time should
2: we come? Now, one of the things I love about camp is... Is the socialization, the telling of stories, what's happened during the day? It's what I think a lot of people today miss. It's whether true. or not it's fishing or yeah. hunting, we we don't congregate as as common, you know, people. We're, we're People run out, go hunt or fish, and they run then run back home. home. and And that young kid doesn't turn around and and get to hear the older people telling the stories of years past or whatnot.
1: The jokes, but, the dirty but, things, the where you have to have to dad look at you and but, go earmuffs or you know, hey, hey, kids, don't tell your, but, your but, mom. <laughs> here, yeah, or this is between us and the boys. Okay, we hey, had a couple more people ma- learn about the
2: the the monkey of the monkey. And I don't know if I brought that in there the the turkey call last year. Yeah, you did. But because uh, it used
1: to be the monkey the from the barrel of monkeys when yes. you, I think it was if you missed you got the monkey. No, no, no. If get you get the look, monkey off you your back,
2: if you don't get a turkey in Florida and you come to Florida hunt turkey and you don't get a turkey, you end up you end up uh, end up with that monkey. So yeah, but uh, he doesn't. <laughs> I don't know how
1: to
3: use it. Show me how to use it. I have no idea. It looks like a drum but to
2: me. I look, You look like a monkey with a. But a couple of years ago, right one here. of my okay. one of way. my buddies, Joe Ross, he turned around and made made that turkey call out of one of the monkeys. <laughs> and what do That's you see close. wrong with that turkey call? I, I I gave him a little critiquing on the turkey call. What do you see? What do you see that doesn't just look right to you?
1: Uh, the monkey's a little offset, but,
2: uh, it
1: needs to be scratched up a lot more. If yeah. <laughs> he
2: didn't want to scratch up the call. He wanted that to be left up to me on, yeah. on that call, but. It's a glass call? Yeah. Yeah. But do you notice anything that don't look right to you?
3: Wouldn't The holes should be not on the backside because you're covering it with your hand.
1: No, I mean, you want to be able to project that. So you keep it to where it's like you cut it so you can kind of move it around. Shoot it so wherever you want to.
2: The critique guy gave him, since you, you're just too busy playing with it, was it has a forward-facing monkey on the face side of the call, and on the back side of the call, it actually has the, the real monkey, monkey. Yeah. insert in it. Yeah. But he's facing you. So okay? you, wanted, you wanted the monkey... Uh, he wants the, to see the re- monkey butt. The real yeah. monkey on the glass part? No, 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 no. The, on the back side, but it, f- since he's facing you on the front side... He should be facing oh, away. Oh, it should from be the monkey you. butt on the back. Uh, I got it. And so, okay. so he has a new no, new one, but he's out there right now. He's been trying to harvest Dude, a turkey. Hold it the... like a pencil. You're driving me insane. Like this? Yes.
1: And then go like this. Yeah. Now, this way. Pull it towards you. Oh! <laughs> I think you just shattered my eardrums. <laughs> Look, see the way that these are the scratches are going yeah. across here. That's so. Yeah, yeah, if yeah. you are going to rake it on a cr- like on a chalkboard. You don't want to be on the smooth stuff because you're not going to get right. any friction. So here, here, here.
4: I'll give it a try. Give me a second. Give me a second. Right? <laughs> yes, yeah, I yeah, got that was, it. That's perfect. <laughs> right.
1: Well, it needs to be roughed up a yeah, little bit. Yeah, it needs to be the... roughed up. See?
2: That, it wasn't me. That's it a custom you. call, and I, I chose not to do that. You can work it your, a little bit.
1: Where is your uh, – can you have a conditioner in there? I don't have a conditioner oh, okay. in there. So, yeah. so but, it's not all on you, Vince. So we turned around.
2: We turned around, and he made me another call. But it, I'll get it out as soon as he kills a turkey with it. So.
1: <laughs> okay. So has anybody got the monkey butt yet this year? Got the oh yeah, the we monkey had some
2: people leave. Uh, some people who were uh, actually on film. They they were working to do a film. They ended up getting a monkey leaving. Uh, there's been which a means that people. they either missed or no. The the miss is the yellow whip bat. If you miss a turkey, oh, the wiffle ball you bat. sign yeah, the you whiff, whiff bat, yeah. and the whiff bat turns around. That's an eternity thing. You're, you're forever on the bat. If you turn around <laughs> and you get a monkey, you have to leave Florida without a turkey. You, you, you turn around the back. next year, if you shoot a turkey, you get to release your monkey. The monkey gets off your back but that the little monkey from the barrel monkey sits in your vest it's supposed to be in your vest and so i get turkey pictures from all over the world you know with People who have had to leave with the monkey, they take a picture of their turkey, they send it back to me with the monkey in the picture, just proving <laughs> that, the that monkey, they actually can't kill one, <laughs> yeah. and that the monkey's still with them.
1: Yeah, well, that's so. true. Now I got to ask you this: uh, How many turkeys have you guys got so
2: far? I th- What'd you I, say? I, I, I was looking for an exact number to give you, but it, it's twenty plus.
1: Well, now those birds, they they don't go to waste. I mean, you guys are cooking oh, those no, up out eating, there. Yeah, yeah you're no, eating no, them no, up. They're, you're breasting them out, you're doing no, all no, that no, stuff? No,
2: no, no, not breasting them out. We oh, take the legs, the thighs, wings. Yeah,
1: good, good we, for you. It's
2: all, It all gets eaten.
1: Then you can have, uh, you can boil it off and uh, yeah. throw all your carcasses in there and have yeah. turkey tetrazzini or something like that.
2: that
3: sounds good.
1: And uh, you can do your thing. The reason I bring that up is because a couple of articles came out this past week. I don't know if you heard about it, but they did the, the uh, while you were out on vacay, they did the big deer cull. Uh, that they do every year you know up north they don't let you know the general public go take care of these things you know they got to bring in some sharpshooters or something like that to be able to uh, reduce the numbers of things sometimes do it now no i mean during no during deer season they were saying that the michigan parks authority wanted to say hey we did a great thing this past deer season they culled around 330 deer around detroit And uh, But the good thing about that is they donated nearly 10,000 pounds of venison uh, from the sharpshooter. So they they didn't go to waste. They just went out there, removed a lot of them from uh, around seven different parks around the Detroit metro area. You know how those deer are, man. They get in there close. They get in there tight. They know that nobody's hunting them. Nothing's getting them. As long as they stay away from those weird machines that go by on wheels, that they'll be okay. And um, But anyway... Uh, They killed 330 of them and donated a lot of meat, which sounds great. But when I come back from break, I will tell you, as usual, the top two donators, usually in the United States of America, uh, Pennsylvania, and believe it or not, Missouri. um, I'll give you some numbers when we come back because them boys fed a lot of folks. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. We are brought to you by our good friends over at Brandon Ford. Taking a fast when you guys stay with us. 888-404-1010, 888-404-1010. We'll be right back. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. Braden, Vince, Bill, and Slick hanging out with you on this beautiful Saturday morning. Just before the break, we gave you some numbers out of uh, Detroit. They uh, killed about 330 deer out of the parks, around 16 different parks around the Detroit area donated all that meat but again one of the top ones out here them them missouri boys out there where they do that share the harvest some guys really take that seriously i've told the story many times standing there in shrocks getting my deer processed and i think every other guy that was in line would have at least two does and they'd say i want to donate those i want to donate these two i want to donate these two and they were donating uh, and I'm talking about trucks lined up down the dang road. I mean, these guys were getting five, six deer that were processed, and they'd donate two does. Every single guy would donate, 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 donate. Uh, the Share the Harvest Program, uh, hunters out of Missouri this past season donated, get this, believe it or not, 242,774 pounds of venison. Good Lord. Through the program during the twenty-one twenty-two uh, deer season. That's roughly 121 tons of protein to help feed thousands of residents right there in the show me state. It was founded back in 1992 and the program has provided so far 4.3 million pounds of venison to those in need. And of course, none of that would have been possible without the hunters themselves who donated about uh, another 5,000 five, 5,053 uh, 5, whole deer last season alone.
3: Man, hunters are bad people. They're just terrible. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> terrible basically.
1: people. And you know what? I will say this that I, I through the years, I, I know that I'm pretty stingy when it comes to like Axis deer or Psycho deer or stuff like that. But I don't know how many times I've had uh, friends, family, people that are like, dude, I got a barbecue coming up. Do you have any extra venison? Do you have any uh, ground stuff? I wanted to, you know, f- make a lasagna to feed my kids or something just so we can try it and that kind of stuff. I'm like, sure, man, come get uh, four or five pounds. And every little party I'd show up at, like, you, uh, I'd bring uh, some already, you know, the uh, stuff that I'd had, you know, the cheddar jalapeno, summer sausage type stuff, cut it up, put it out there on the tray, yeah. and watch it disappear. Well, and uh, watch all these people sit there and go, oh, my God, this is really good. Who made this? And you're like, I had it made in Missouri, and it's made out of. And here
2: in Florida, we've had them on. I do believe Tracy we've had on with Florida Hunters for the Hungry. Right. And I know my brother has donated a a number of pigs over that way. And And they'll take fish, too. They'll they'll take take fish and and that. And and
1: turkeys and anything else. They'll take it all.
2: If you're here in Florida and you want to donate, look up florida hunters for the hungry it's easy to find
1: yeah it's easy it's really easy to do and uh i know that in the states sometimes you get out there and uh you don't know what to do with those extra that's that's one of the reasons why i just i can't i can't stand to hear it when people you know go out in the groves and stuff and they just you know they shoot hogs they let them lie they're like dude i got a freezer full and i just you know we're just out there for hog control, you know, buzzards and coyotes got to eat too. And I'm like, ah, dude, man, you know, you, you know, another 30 minutes of your time, you could donate that and, uh, you know, feed very somebody.
3: True. Very, very true. And,
1: and, I, and I've told this story before. We had one particular charity who was more than happy to take deer and hogs. They were more than happy. Then we had another one that said, we'll take the pigs, but we won't take any deer. Right. And I and uh, I always said why, and they said, well, because if the animal rights people find out that we're taking deer, you know, bambies and stuff, then there there's the possibility that there may be some backlash for it.
3: And that's I'm like, just insane. I'm
1: like, you're more worried about backlash from feeding people deer meat than you are getting the deer meat to feed the people. <laughs> I, I just so
3: that's that. that just- Needless
1: to say, we didn't go back to that particular. Uh, that that particular group of folks. But the other ones were more than like, back it up. Get it in. Let's take it. We'll take every bit of it. And then once the people found out that they were getting venison.
3: Oh, my they were God, there all the time. Oh,
1: my gosh. You couldn't believe They're like, man, I used to have this when I was a kid. My grandpa would cook it. I haven't had it in 30 years. Oh, my gosh. This is unbelievable. Do you have any more? That's what they were asking <laughs> Do you for. Have more? Yeah. Well, on the phones we got with us, uh, Captain Justin, who's calling in this morning. He's, I guess... I don't know what he's doing out there on this beautiful Saturday morning. Are you you making a boat run over to McDill? Are you going to take a group over to watch the air fest or what?
4: Lord, no. I'm going to stay as far away from that whole situation as humanly possible. <laughs> I, I got to kind of do some research on a bass tournament uh, and benefit that's coming up. Uh, kind of getting ready for that. Yep. So I'm going to. You know, I can't publicly say I'm going to fish it because if I do, everybody else is going to back out because, you know, I'm going to... Ah, fish sure, it. uh-huh. Uh, wow. Yeah. You know how it is. Wow.
1: Yeah, yeah, so... Yeah, I got you.
2: Some yeah, guy in a leaky so. jumbo
4: will beat you.
1: So where are you doing yeah. this uh, This research, or uh, you cannot say?
4: Uh Oh, I, I... Well, where am I researching or what's the tournament about?
1: Yeah, where are you researching this tournament that's going to be coming up, let's say?
4: Uh, in Plant City.
1: Okay. Yeah, that narrows it down.
3: Lake Seminole.
1: Oh, is that Oh, right? <laughs> uh, yeah,
3: yeah. Go research there. There there are so, many yeah.
1: there, there are many Lake Seminoles in the country, so you gotta <laughs> have to narrow it down. Well, but to yeah. pick pick the right one. Okay.
4: So bes- Specifically, you're going to want to fish under the overpass on Nichols Road in Keysville. That's where you need to be. That's where the big guys are hiding, right there in that creek.
1: Oh, sure. yeah. Sure. I mean,
4: I have caught a couple good ones out of there, though. I ain't lying about that.
1: Well, I, there's always a good one somewhere. I mean, you just got to be able to find it. Uh, that's and the hard you can't
4: part. do it from the couch, neither. No. You got to get up and you got to go. That's the yes. hard part.
1: So that's it. That's all you're doing this weekend. And uh, you're going to be running around uh, trying to mess with some freshwater fish.
4: No, I got a I got some trips today. I am going to be running, you know, um a bunch of stuff today out of St. Pete again and and then tomorrow I'm running a bunch of stuff out of St. Pete again and I got a I got a new custom airboat that's in the works. We're going to be doing some fishing off of and and uh sightseeing off of and we're going to try to do a little work to that and and I may even go look at a look at a truck this weekend. I think it's time for old Captain Justin to put a new one in the fleet. Go to Brandon
1: well, Ford. Yeah, go see Brookie, hey. man. He'll hook you up.
4: I tell you what, I got a hookup at Brandon Ford, too.
1: Yeah, man. Uh-huh. Well, wait, who's your hookup?
4: Steven. Steven oh, Kirby. Wow. He's the guy. Yeah, okay. Steven
1: Kirby. Yeah, he's up there. But don't forget,
3: Brooksy's his boss. Hey. So, uh, <laughs> so you find Brooksy Hall and say, hey, the Big and Wild yeah. told me to come get a truck.
1: Yeah, you go to Brooksy and then you go, to Brooksie and go, hey, is Steven here? And uh, I want to buy a truck, man. Oop. It's all good. Yeah,
2: what are know. you targeting Absolutely. out there right now on the water?
3: Just bass. No.
2: Uh, yeah, so. Pretty sure.
3: He's not. He doesn't do charter cat. He's not He's a not charter cat. Cats no, no. Doesn't matter. You've been gone
1: for a month and a half. Oh, Bill, Jeez. Wake up. Guy, you should listen to the show. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, I mean, as far as inshore, you know, we're doing doing the the snook, trout, and red right now. Um, we're really targeting the larger snook. We're shooting forty plus on the snook and thirty plus on the reds. You know, I want them overslot. I don't want them big enough to keep. Um, I like I like sure. wearing my arm out on three or four good fish. Um, but as far as you know. Targets your dock six to eight feet deep. You know, what I mean, coming out, going tight, strong, moving water around the pillars. Large bait, man. Large thread fins, large pinfish. I'd rather a pinfish than a thread fin because if you look funny at a thread fin, he's going to roll over dead. You know, but then pinfish, you can bounce him off them dock pillars three or four times. <laughs> and they're so good.
3: Yeah, they'll he's not
4: a lying. You
1: <laughs> knock a few slides off of him, it's all good. Now, I will say this: I have heard conflicting reports about the mackerel in some areas. I guess those pods, you know, they're constantly moving and all that stuff. And I know a little guys. Uh, you know, inshore, when I say inshore, you know, one to three miles and then some bigger ones out there. But uh, everywhere from Longbow Key all the way north to Clearwater, uh, it's hit or miss out there. Some people are on them. Some people aren't. I guess they're 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 showing up, but they're just not here just full blown yet, you know, for the Spinnies right. and the King Mackerels especially. No, so,
4: I yeah. haven't seen any Kings come in yet, but I have a guy that's fishing um, out of Fort DeSoto and he's. You know, he's west of Egmont out there, and he's bringing in uh, a pile of mackerel every charter he takes out. He's just, you know, moving pretty fast and uh, slinging slinging gotchas at him. You know, anything he can throw far and hard, you know, uh, covering a lot of ground quickly, and that's how he's finding them small schools of fish.
3: I'll tell you what, today's a better day to be out on the water than yesterday, man. Those winds finally laid down some, so you should have a much better day today. It's going to be a nice one.
4: Yeah, yesterday was a little stiff. I don't know if you seen my post. Yeah. I, I was uh I was out there in the mouth in the mouth watching this. Now it was a beautiful sunset. The sun dropped right between like a line of clouds and, and the surface of the water, so it was really unique. It was awesome. It was beautiful, but man, it was a washing machine out there, so yeah. from
3: the pictures it looked rough. I was like, Ooh, I don't I don't envy you today.
4: Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean I, as far as what's that?
1: I was gonna say I was gonna give you a little piece of advice if you're gonna be out doing some stuff, uh I don't know if you knew this or not, but uh, two Hillsborough County parks have issued uh, health advisories for the bacteria that were found in the water. So if any of your clients want to get out there and get all uh, out of their skivvies and go swimming around, the Florida Department of Health uh, over in Hillsborough took uh, samples right off of Picnic Island in Cypress Point and found, yeah. ab- ab- found above average amounts of the uh, uh, enteric bacteria, which is, an yeah. indica- oh, yeah. which is an indication of fecal pollution Ugh. and according Absolutely. according to the department officials said that the bacteria may come from storm water runoff pets wildlife and of course
2: human, too many fish.
1: human sewage too, uh, yeah bacteria known to cause human disease infection rashes due to the higher levels of bacteria swimming or bathing is not recommended at any of the parks those two parks uh, the beach is going to be resampled in about another week and when the resampling's indicated that the waters are safe, then the advisories will be lifted. And I will, say I, this, I will say this about Picnic Island. It's a great place to go to. It's got some pretty good fishing if you're willing to get out there and get in it and go do some wading and not be afraid of stepping on things and all that kind of stuff. But what always, well, gets, it, what always gets me is the amount of diapers that oh, I yeah. find in the water, or in the garbage, or just thrown up into the dang mangroves. What is wrong trashy with people? people? Man.
4: Trashy yeah. people, what Trashy is, people. Trashy people.
1: What is wrong with you, man? Did you take a people, stinky nasty diaper care. and throw it up there in the mangroves?
3: Don't and, care. People don't care.
4: Yep. No, they care. they they don't care. Um, it, it's it's uh, and and I'm gonna tell you what. I am all about minding your own business, but I am a tattletale. I'm that guy. You let me see you throw garbage out somewhere into into the Gulf of Mexico, into Hillsborough Bay, into Tampa Bay, anywhere around me, and I am rolling you hard. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm making that call.
1: Yeah, and you know what? And you should. And I know that I have seen uh, when uh, my kids were really, really small, we used to go over on the Tampa side of the Gandy there, on by the next to the Marine Corps Reserve Center there. And, you know, they got that shallow area there where the old uh, seawall used to be. Right. And they'd yep. go out there and go snorkeling and all that stuff. And there used to be a little bit of an island there on the north end of it. And big families and stuff would go out there, wade across, do barbecues and all that stuff. And sure as a world, as soon as you leave, you'd go over there. It'd be, you know, 48 beer bottles.
3: Dude, crap everywhere.
1: A pile of about six or seven or eight diapers there. And all the broken chairs yep. and leftover stuff and the canopy that, you know, the tent that, you know, they didn't want to fold back up, that was twisted up, and they would just leave it there. They would just literally walk away with their coolers and leave all that garbage just sitting there. And I don't know how many times me and my kids would go get a garbage bag, find a bucket or something, and fill it up and Take wade it across yeah. over by the park where they have garbage receptacles where you can just dump it. <laughs> It doesn't take that long. I mean, you got to think of the same way out in the woods. I know how Bill George is, man. You know, uh, sometimes you carry out more trash than you bring in when you're out there in the woods. You know, it's like that with the
2: balloons.
1: Yeah, or old Bush beer cans or, you know, old, old Copenhagen lid or whatever it is. You know, pick it up, take it out.
4: Well, the Kissimmee River Valley Sportsman's Association, they do a oh, yeah. they do a cleanup at Lake Kissimmee every year. And, and, you know, there's prizes and whoever brings in the most trash. And It's a good thing. You know, I, I don't even know if there's anything done out here on the coastline like that, but I'm telling you.
1: There used it, to be. There used to be cool. cleanups. Your girl yeah. did one not too long ago. Yeah,
3: we definitely got to do more.
1: Well, uh, we got to go, man. We got a hard break. Justin, get out there. Have fun, man. Be safe out on the water, okay? I'll
3: holler at you later, brother.
4: Yep. See you, buddy. See yes, you, Captain,
1: Captain Justin yep. there. Uh, he's uh, out messing around today fresh water, but he'll be out on the salt water a little bit later. We're going to take a quick break. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors brought to you by our friends over at Brandon Fort. Hang on. We'll be back. Yeah, my, my friends, yeah. my good friends. Hey, welcome back, everybody. It's the Big and Wild Outdoors. A little bit of a fast cast for you today. It is going to be a nice Saturday for you. Really, it is. It's going to be a beautiful day. A little cool this morning. It's going to get up to around 73 along the coast if you're heading out to uh, airfest it will be a little bit warmer there on that tarmac so dress accordingly uh, a lot of sunshine today it's going to be bluebird skies so <clears throat> for you new folks who might be going to airfest for the first time you will actually catch fire if you do not bring any sunscreen <laughs> out there on that tarmac water. there's not a lot of shade and uh, as slick pointed out if you're on the flight line umbrellas big hats uh things you can't put up a canopy none of those things are allowed there because then you block everybody else's because remember they're all looking up (laughs) so you know uh or at least at a 45 degree angle for some but for some you're looking you know straight up especially when the golden knights and all those guys jump out of an airplane so uh just be out there be aware of it and as vince just said bring lots of water uh, bring yourself whatever you need, medications, all those kinds of things like that. Because if you left it back in the car, that's a forty-five minute, if not longer, round trip.
3: Are they actually going to let you bring water in?
1: I believe they do. They used to. I know they used to. Yeah, you know, I mean, you know, I don't know if anybody's going to be smuggling any gin or anything out there on the flight line. I mean, uh, most of the time, you're partner. I mean, you it's walk.
3: still. I mean, you are on a military. Air Force Base. So it's still going to be security. It's still going to be pretty high.
1: Well, there's there's a lot of security there all the time anyway. Trust me. Just try to pull up there and go fish that canal on the backside of key Dude, I,
3: I went to an event over there, and I took a wrong turn. And I'm driving down this road, and there's bunkers on either side. I was like, Oh, I'm not supposed to be here. <laughs> Next thing you know, whoop, whoop.
1: That one time that you and I were there, and I went by, and uh, there was a dude jogging right in front of SOCOM. Yeah. And he dropped his keys. And I stopped the car, and to get out to go get the the keys so that I could go catch up with him and say, "Hey man, drop these." I wasn't parked for four seconds before that gate slid open, and there I were guys standing mean, there with M4s, going, <laughs> "What are you doing? Why are you stopping? What are you doing here? What? Are, why are you here?" I'm like, "The guy right there, he's jogging down the road. I drive, he dropped these keys. I'm just stopping to get them. Help him out. Get moving!" Don't be standing here. You cannot park here. You can't stop here. Keep going. I was like, okay, 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 okay. I was like, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going.
3: They don't play, don't play.
1: I pulled up, and the next guy was like, hey, man, you dropped your keys, man. He's like, oh, I appreciate it. I go, please don't ever drop in front of SoCal ever again (laughs) (laughs) because they almost shot me, okay? It's a bad thing. Uh, Steve's on the phone. Of course, we immediately have to stop everything we're doing because uh, Mr. Austin is on the phone. Good morning, Steve. How are you?
0: I'm good. You didn't have to stop. I was just hang on and listen. Oh well, uh, we
3: will stop the world
0: for you, Steve. I'm Don't gonna, you worry. I'm not going to keep
1: talking and give you any more ammunition.
0: <laughs> no, I got plenty things. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, i was just going to say, you know, growing up in a in a Air Force family, uh, my dad was, you know, thirty years, and we lived everywhere from Edwards Air Force Base in the desert to Hunter Air Force Base and savannah georgia and everything in between um i don't think water would be a problem if it was sealed i don't know they might have a problem if it was open
1: if it's an open container like a like a tumbler or something like that uh
0: yeah or you know just a bottle that you know is half full you know they they might not i don't know i don't know that for a fact but that sounds logical for a military installation slick would probably agree but uh Mm. you know living at edwards that was the test base uh, even Area 51 is under the command of Edwards Air Force Base. So when I lived there, it, you talk about just tons of hunting though on that base. I can only it's a great imagine. Great place to live if you like to hunt.
1: Yeah, well, I know that, but I know that you've spent, uh, as well as I did, many, 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 many years out at uh, McDill for the uh, Air Fest over the years. Oh, yeah. That's for sure. And uh, I can just tell you from past experience that um, it's – it's one of those things where you kind of have to kind of be prepared if you're going to go because it does get hot, it does get kind of miserable uh, at certain it times. Does. And you do need to um as you, if you go to Airfest, if you go to tampabayairfest.com, they actually have the things on what you should bring and they say bring sunglasses, yeah, uh sunscreen, hearing protection, uh hats, credit cards. They do have mobile pay and ATMs available. Cash money Empty bottles to fill with chilled water, folding chairs, backpack style, uh, something for the kids to do, snacks for the ride home. Uh, they will be super excited to drive to AirFest, um, uh, and there is going to be delays entering and exiting the show. So be prepared to entertain so your no, children. Sure. Don't uh, bring. What the f- if they have
0: like? I know every year it's like a couple hundred thousand people.
1: Oh, easily. Uh, I mean, uh, yeah, yeah. there's probably three or four hundred thousand people. Yeah, and uh, so. Don't let bring me, your water. Bring let me, the empty bottle. Yeah, let <laughs> me correct myself by saying that if you bring an empty water container or something where you can fill it up, I do remember they had water filling yeah. stations all around sure. those areas. So you can go and fill up as many as you want. Uh, you know, bring three or four or whatever you think you're going to need for the day and uh, then go for there. Uh, so it would be you nice. You know, I am pretty
0: blessed, man, to get to go up a couple times with the Golden Knights. Those guys are pretty amazing. Except they strap a hook to the floor and every door is open and you're just – a foot from falling out. Yeah,
1: I, I went I, I went one year and watched Mike Pepper, a friend of ours that worked here at the radio station, throw up about 46 times. <laughs> and uh, Well, I was
0: about to mention that, you know, I am fishing. I, I can't do offshore. And I went up with those guys, and, you know, I did some skydiving, and I thought, you know, this won't be bad. It'll be fun. And, man, i never been so nauseated in my life.
1: You know what got me is the fact that everybody in the media that went up with them all got jumpsuits. I sat up there. Yeah. I sat up there by the door in shorts, flip flops, and a t-shirt. And I know it sounds great when you're ground level, but when you get up to ten or twelve thousand feet, it's a little bit chilly up there.
3: But all I gotta know, oh is yeah, it's cold. It the, gets
1: cold quick.
3: When you are up there and you're flying around, did that song play in your head? No, that we played earlier. No, because <laughs> uh,
1: Steve will tell you you can't even hear your teeth rattling. You, uh, you and I could be sitting this close to each other and screaming right. our lungs out at each other and you could barely hear each other cuz every door yeah, is mean, open in the back and it's just noise noise and more noise
0: somebody I know a lot better than I on call in and tell you probably but if i remember right like when we were skydiving at 12,000 feet i think it's like 38 degrees
1: yeah it was I chilly
0: mean, it's, it's cold
1: i did have the commander come over before they got ready to jump and he would put it, he cupped his hands and he put it up to my ear, and he, he didn't scream. He just said, you know, he was just like, how you holding up, man? Are you freezing to death yet? And I was like, I just shook my head, and I was like, no, no, I'm all good. He goes, are you sure? And I was like, yeah, and I gave him a thumbs up. He gave me a thumbs up, and he goes, okay, see ya." And uh, <laughs> I did get to watch the last two do the salute and go out the door when they went. And, uh, you know, when you watch people jump out of an airplane from the ground, It's just a little dot that gets bigger and bigger, and then all of a sudden a chute opens up. When you're sitting there and you watch a man leap out the door, and then you lean out and look out the door to see where he is and how far he's already fallen, (laughs) you're like, "Yeah, he's already, yeah, he's already a speck." You're like, "Holy moly!"
0: How? Yeah, if you're in free fall, I think you can cover ten thousand feet in about fifty seconds. I mean, it don't take long.
1: I mean, you they do the salute, and all you hear is. You know, when their bodies would hit the wind, and it would be like, and then it would be
3: gone. My anxiety is going through the roof. I don't even want to think about doing it.
1: I looked at that last guy going
3: down. I was like, I loved
1: it. I was like, that dude is already like 500 feet below us. He just jumped out the dang door.
3: That's crazy. Yeah. it was insane.
1: But then then the Golden Knights, what they do is you got to remember the pilots, they dive after that. They literally try to beat the guys to the ground. I mean, they they, they dive. They put the plane in a dive. And they, it's a shallow dive, but you know it's a dive, and all these people are freaking out on the plane. Mike Pepper is now filling up about five more bags of Mountain Dew and whatever <laughs> else he had for breakfast. Couldn't
0: happen to a nicer guy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and I was, of course, I'm laughing my butt off at him over there. I was like, I can't hear anybody talking to me next to me, but I can hear Mike Pepper across from me going. Whoa! <laughs>
0: you know dying yeah, at that point i was wanting to jump out of the airplane because i hate being sick
1: well these are all great things that you can actually see if you decide to go to airfest today
3: not necessarily not necessarily
1: from our vantage point but uh i will say the last time i went i got to go fly in a in a ra- uh in the uh the osprey which was just the freakiest thing i've ever been, in, been in my so entire cruel. life but uh, I tell
0: you, I just ain't going to fly in that airplane. It has had more crashes than I don't know what.
1: It, it, it's it's amazing how when they fire those those rotors up, the plane it's like a helicopter. It's like a big large helicopter. It starts kind of rocking back and forth a little bit, you know, where those right. they start getting in sync, and then once they get synced up, then it all smooths out and they start moving and tilting those things. It's a, it was a pretty unique experience, I will say. That. I,
0: think, I think they're mostly a Marine Corps tool these days. Yes, the Marines they are. use them yeah. well, they're for crazy. delivering troops. But, uh,
1: they're crazy enough to fly them, so it's all good.
0: <laughs> hey, if you see the story yesterday, I, I was very proud that you know who's on the ground that's causing the war, war to turn toward the Ukrainians is the Green Berets.
1: Well, I, yes. I I made mention to the 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 guys off off air, and I didn't finish my story. I had a large individual, a man, who uh, accepted a phone call while we were talking about doing uh, some turkey hunting and stuff here in the state. And uh, he said, "All right, that's good. All right," he said. Uh, me and mom will call you a little bit later uh, on this evening. All right, I'll talk to you soon. We'll zoom it. I love you. Okay, bye. And he goes, "That's my son. I just I needed to talk to him real quick." And I said. I said, uh, is he all right? He goes, well, he's with the uh, 101st Airborne Division, and he's sitting in Poland right now. Oh, wow. And I said, for real? And he goes, yeah, he's sitting over in Poland, well, right, along with some Rangers and everybody else wow. uh, that are all sitting well, there. So. Well, you
0: know, my cousin uh, called me, and he goes, look at, look at Fox Online today. He goes, look who's over there, and it's it's the Green Berets. And they said that they are single-handedly turning to war because they brought all these, you know, incredibly up-to-date uh, cool pieces of equipment. They speak the language, which you know, all Green Berets have to know one language at least fluently. So I was, I was pretty proud of that. that uh, I know he's itching to go, but he, he won't go back in as long as Biden's president. Not to get political, but that's what he told me.
1: Yeah. Well, so, I, know, I know there's a lot of them over there that nobody seems to know about, and that's always a good thing. <laughs> you know. It's, like, it's
0: funny, though, because every time you see him interviewing a Ukrainian, some kind of background, goes... Yeah, I was in Jersey the other day, and somebody told me, and I'm like, where did these guys come from? Yeah,
1: really? You know, some guy from Texas, where can I get a good can of Copenhagen around here? What's up with that, man? What y'all
0: doing? Yeah, there's a ton of Americans in there fighting, man. Ain't no wonder they're winning.
1: Yeah, well, Steve, thanks for the call, man. We got to take the hard break, my friend. Are you going to come in and do your show?
0: No. Can I, I want to say one thing to Bill, though. You yep. know, I asked him about six weeks ago for a gator tooth. He waited so long that the gator has actually grown one. <laughs> I, I got a box in here. Oh my he, god! Yes, he, did. Brought yeah. he brought Man, some. I, he brought
1: them. He brought a whole I bag of them. In with Buddy. Uh, uh, <laughs> he, he didn't forget you. All right, we're gonna go. We gotta right. take a break. It is a big and bye, wild bye, bye, outdoors. My Steve. Hey buddy. Uh, we're brought to you by Brandon Ford. We'll be back. Welcome back, everybody. It's Big and Wild Outdoors. <clears throat> Let me go ahead and uh, go down the rules again about the Air Fest. I, you know, mistakenly during the first hour, I said you can bring water, but that's not true. You can bring a container empty bottle to fill with chilled water. They do have water stations there at uh, Airfest where you can actually uh, fill up your water bottles as many times as you like. So bring uh, enough for you and the kids and everybody else if you're going to go and um, uh, have fun. Doesn't say anything about bringing pets. Real I know pets. that was brought Don't bring up. Bring your dogs.
3: That's the stupidest thing well, to bring well, an animal to.
1: If it's a service animal and it's required, sure. But uh, you know, leave Fluffy at home if uh, you're going to be out there, because there is no shade for Fluffy. There, yeah,
2: tarmac uh, is not the place. It, Make it, sure
4: that there's a uh, distinction between the two. There, like they, they told you, they tell you, you can have your service dog, but no emotional support dogs. They're not looking for you. Well, you know, the, there is a difference. There's well, no there's Pookie. A huge difference. Yeah,
1: you can't bring little Pookie in your uh, carry-on. You know that thing that you can. Because an animal support uh, could be an animal. So uh, somebody could show up with a pot-bellied pig or a goat. Peacock,
2: the one that tried to get on and (laughs) play with a peacock.
1: Mini (laughs) mini pony or something. I hate
3: uh, hate going to big outdoor events like that, and somebody has to bring their big German shepherd who's, like, in the way, move it all around, It's like, get your dog and go home.
1: And remember, there's not any grass out there. No. It's all pavement. (laughs) So... Uh, you know, if a little fluff fluff has got to do its business, it's going to be right there on the hardcore
3: car. Uh, and little tarmac. little Johnny's going to step it in. There's a problem. Blah blah blah. I know. Uh, we're just talking do
2: about it. a lot this weekend with the the <laughs> look at Bill the, uh, welcome to radio Airfest, Bill. But next weekend, FWC kids fishing derby out there at Rock. It's going to be from eight to one. And that's a that's a great event. Uh, you do not need a fishing license. Just take your kid on out there. They did have a pre-registration. That if you go into my FWC and you do a, a search on FW Fishing Derby, you'll find it is, is April second, and uh, it. It's a great time. You kids get out there; they they have all kinds of stuff for the kids to do.
1: Lots of stuff, a lot of places to run around. They still giving them free lunch out there. Yes, Uh,
2: publics is uh, supplying free lunch. Oh, public subs! Yes, Yes, they'll be out
1: there for uh, sandwiches and chips and a nice drink. And um, if your kids are like my kids, they saved a little bit of their bread so that they could. uh, Change up their bait a little change, bit there make, on the other side. A yeah. little
2: strip of, uh, <coughs> of ham or something. Little, uh,
1: a little uh, bread dough, a little ball there. and. Um, but in know.
2: addition to that, next weekend is the Trinity Sportsman's Clay Shoot out mm-hmm. there at Fishhawk. That's right. And if you want more information on that, uh, uh, Dennis Dennis does a wonderful job. That is a wonderful event to go shoot at. Lots and lots of fun out there.
1: It is, and he puts on a good feed, and also has a lot of great prizes. A lot of so great he, prizes, <clears> a raffles, lot of raffles, good stuff. Uh, that that's always uh, two great events. I know it's getting to be that time of year, and of course. It's not too early to mention uh, Father's Day coming up in June. It's going to be the Panfish Challenge happening God, up at uh, Panavista Lodge.
2: Coming up fast. It, it's going to it's going to be big this year. I, and I really
1: uh, yeah, it. I think uh, last year, how many boats did you guys it was
2: have? Seventy five, uh? wasn't it? Yeah, it's been we hovering right about seventy five through a
3: so. hundred. I know, I know. The year the year before was like in the seventies yeah. as well. Well, they had
1: seventy five people or boats registered. I think seventy three showed up. Right. Uh, there were a couple of people who actually may have had some engine problems or something like that and didn't put a boat in the water, but didn't mean they didn't fish. <laughs> yeah. You know, so uh it's uh it's getting to be that time of year with uh all the fishing tournaments. You got the tarpon roundupy thing coming up out at uh, the harbor master. Eighty yeah,
3: eighth a- annual. It's, uh, it's it's happening. Uh,
1: I mean it's it's getting busy. It's yeah. gonna be one of those busy times of the year. Now, Bill George, I know that you were uh, at Turkey Camp, but everybody who's anybody, I know this made national headlines as it always does, but uh, sad to say that a man lost his life this past week, Fifty-year-old, uh, 58-year-old man, uh, just after midnight on uh, Thursday, uh, collided with an 11-foot alligator traveling down a uh, uh, road down around Lithia, and he struck the animal around 12.30 a.m., and uh, the impact caused the gentleman to veer off into the roadway where he overturned and launched into a ditch. And, uh, you know, that was uh, that's a lonely road out there. And a yeah. passing motorist actually noticed the car and actually called 911. <clears throat> of course, the gentleman uh, passed away and so did the alligator. But, I, you know, I always, you know, experts will always tell you that if you have a deer or anything else or even a moose or anything else that's in the road, the worst thing to do is to try to avoid it. Correct. Uh, they always say, you know, just hit the brakes as hard as you can. Try to keep your vehicle straight as possible and, and plow through. And plow through because once you try to veer yeah. and everything else, you don't, one, you don't know which direction that animal is going to turn at that. Le- I mean, they can turn on a dime. You know that. Correct. So you go right, he's going to go right. You go left, he's going to go left. So hopefully you'll either tag him in the rear or tag him in the front as they make their turn and then go from there but
2: uh, with an alligator when you lose when you leave your lane it's it's not going to be good
1: but the, but the difference is is with those things they're up on legs so the vast majority of the weight is a little higher up off the ground so you know you hit them you clip them you know you like may a lose a windshield or whatever, or whatever. Yeah. but with an alligator or like a hog it it's it's, it's hitting a brick wall. T- it it is. It an 11-foot alligator. Uh, that big around. It's like hitting a log laying across a road. Yes. That is that is not a a good thing at all. No. And there's alligators don't move as quick as a deer or anything else to get out of the way.
3: So when you hit it, you're hitting it.
1: You are going to <laughs> yeah. hit it. Yeah. And I don't know uh, the gentleman they said he was in a car. So I don't know what automobile he might have been in, but I remember uh, you know the old uh pig incident where i was following our buddy glenn out of his driveway and hog ran in front of him came rolling out underneath the back the back bumper got up and took off running so, and i was like what in the world
2: i had a whole <laughs> pack of pigs come rolling out from underneath my truck one time but i mean that's, that's one of those ones you're
1: you're an alligator guy i mean what do you do in that situation when you got an alligator 11 footer that's an entire lane. I mean, he's taken yes. up the whole
2: There's lane. There's not if, much you can I, do. I still, I still go by, do not leave your lane. Do exactly, slow down as much as you can. If he saw him, he might not even have saw him. That's a dark alligator on a dark road at night. He might have never even seen it. Unfortunately, you know, he passed away. You you don't know, you know. <laughs> just, this, is, this is the part that gets me, is if you go and read this story, the police have not released any more details investigation still continues and and i looked at myself and i said "Self, what are they who are they going to interview the alligator's dead <laughs> the guy is no the guy longer passed with away us. yeah you got all the evidence who there's not much wh- to talk about at what, that point what else are you going to be trying to figure out
1: i don't know i just you know when it comes to <laughs> When it comes to hogs and everything, now, you know, I'm driving a little smaller car these days. You know, going back and forth and stuff. But when I was, you know, in the truck on 40 inch tires, uh, you know, lifted up off the ground, I I didn't really worry about it too much. You know, no, my you just bumper, roll over top of them. Yeah, I mean, uh, there were there's a I've rolled a couple of hogs on 62 coming back out of Ona before. You know, and um, the difference is is you know you hear the thumpity thump underneath and pull over to go, well oh, throw this sucker in the back and, and they're gone. Yeah. I mean, they can take the hit and they they go for the most part. Now deer's <laughs> the, the, a different story, but again, with with deer, you know, if you see one go in front of you, what's the rule of thumb? You there's always others coming. Yeah, you he know that slowing down you slow down because you know that the other ones are gonna be like, Well Betty made it. Let's go, girls you know, and, and then the next thing you know you got six or seven of them streaming across in front of you. But with an alligator across the road Dude, there is really not much you can do, especially an eleven-footer. That is a big, big alligator.
2: So, Most so, of them are pretty thick.
3: So we're point. talking safety tips and driving, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. yeah. Okay, just checking. Maybe
2: the alligator needed a license to cross the road. Yeah, well, he, he would, went to actually alligator cro- road crossing school. <laughs> I actually, uh, I've done some
4: investigative journalism on that on that gator. He he
2: really was. He or was maybe illicit. he wasn't
1: in the right section where you were supposed <laughs> to cross. He he, he had
2: he was very much in the right. He should have had to use the culverts. Those are the underpasses.
1: Well, it's just sad to report that a man lost his life on this one. And as Bill yeah. will tell you, this time of year, as things warm up, they, the water gets warmer, they will be moving around.
2: They are starting to look for their females, and they will turn around and be nowhere near water as they go looking and searching. Yeah. And,
3: and they're not the only things that are on the move. I mean, right now, horseshoe crabs are running all over. If you guys see those well, on the mating, beach, season, it's mating yeah. season. Yeah, for Right around the corner. What's coming up Right around the corner?
1: Well, you got the snakes, stingray shuffle. Stingray shuffle. And of course you got the, you know, the rattlers and everybody else will be out doing the dances yeah. too, especially turkey season's always the time i I always dread I never never worried about Easterns too much, but those damn pygmies. Pygmies they just seem to pop up everywhere in the spring this time of year. And uh, it's not like they're out looking for chicks. They just seem to find that place, the perfect place next to that oak tree where where you wanted to sit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this is a good spot. I think I'll put my... Oh, wait.
3: It's the time of year to keep your eyes peeled for everything. Everything is moving and shaking. I did not
2: have to worry about any rattlesnakes or anything like that in Hawaii. As Bill George
1: (laughs) will tell you... Just because there wasn't an alligator for the past four months right there when there'll you were be going. One there, there could be one there today or there'll be one there tomorrow. Yes, sir. All right, we're taking a break. Hour number three is coming up right around the corner. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors brought to you by Brandon Ford. Thanks so much for joining us. Call us 888 404 1010 if you wanna. We'll be right back.